I have my gracious host uh, joining me here today, Corbin. Uh, and this is Why Is It Hard for Men to Ask for Help? First episode. Gotcha. So, first off, I want to thank everybody for joining the show. Thank everybody for tuning in. Um, so, why is it hard for men to accept help? Um, what's one that you got, Malik? What are you thinking? One of the reasons that I wrote earlier, uh, just jotting down my notes, and one that kind of stood out the most was pride. Yeah. I think pride is the biggest one, um, and that kind of leads to so much. You know? Yeah, I was I was thinking pride and ego. Pride and ego are definitely probably one of the, the bigger or the biggest ones, in my personal opinion, just because it's just so hard to let it go. And even when you know you're – your pride and your ego that's, you know, holding you back is still just so hard to say, all right, I'm going to put it to the side and accept what I need to yep. accept so I can get to where I need to be. Yep. 100%. I had that exact reason. Um, I think also for us as men, you know, pride, we're taught at such a young age to be prideful and to do whatever we do, whatever we put in. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it's work, whether it's school, whether it's being in sports, I think we let that get the best of us at times. You know what I mean? But, but yeah, pride, ego. When you say ego, can you expound upon what you mean by ego? Well, a lot of people, I, I feel like a lot of men let their emotions run them and don't have clear control over them as far as like, like with ego being one thing as far as, you know, like just a man feeling prideful because it's, it's really hard to step back because we're taught to want to be the alpha, want to be the omega. And it's it's like a I guess some men take it as a slap in the face. Like, I don't need help. Like, I already got it figured out. And it's yeah. not realizing it's OK to not have it figured out because in not having it figured out, you can take whatever situation or opportunity that you're going through to actually learn something new and expand on, you know, whatever you have in your utility belt from different experiences. Yeah. Most definitely. I think for me growing up as a kid, I was definitely privileged enough um, to be able to try different things mm-hmm. to where I had a lot of I had a lot of pride in whatever I did. But I think the ego for me didn't come to like later on in life. Once I became like more serious in sports, mm-hmm. once you know, I gained more confidence in my manhood, then that's when I feel the ego kind of you know developed do you feel like that was the same for you or you feel like it kind of was when you were younger not yeah I, I would say it was probably a little bit more opposite as i started to get older my ego started to dissipate because i mm. i started realizing that every time i allowed my ego to jump into whatever situation i was going through it wouldn't be a successful mm. situation so as i started getting older, i was like man like i was just one of those, i'm one of those people who are just aware of what i'm going through Right. Uh, immediately after I go through it, you know, right. or what I just immediately went through. So I was like, man, like I, I just I keep going through the same thing. And it's either I'm going to not let my emotions and, you know, when I'm feeling pride for feeling this specific type of way, get in the way. Or mm-hmm. I'm just going to let it keep getting in the way and keep going through this exact same thing over and over and over again. Because this is, mm-hmm. you know, trial number four. Right. I know exactly what it is. And yet I'm still doing it over and over again. You know, so as I started getting older. I was like, man, like I can either learn from this or keep going through it because I want this specific result and I can't get yep. this result with this specific thing that keeps holding me back. So I was like, I either got to figure it out and fix it or just <laughs> let it rule me. Right. Would you say that there was ever a situation or there was ever uh, an incident where you really recognize like, damn, like maybe my ego is getting out of hand or maybe, you know, I was a little too prideful in this situation. Did you ever have an experience like that? I mean, I've, I've had plenty where you kind of. One that well, stands me, out. Yeah. Um, they're all pretty just, <laughs> they're all pretty much <laughs> equal, you know what I mean? Like I, I was a, I was a tough learner, you know what I mean? I having to learn the hard way and, learn make that mistake again to confirm that it was a mistake and then make it a third time just to confirm that the second time was a confirmation so just it was a lot of different situations i don't really think any stood out i think it was just me personally doing a reflection of why i kept going through similar situations and it's just like i had to like i said reevaluate why they kept happening and then why they kept ending all the same way and i was just I came down to it being, you know, me not being in control of my emotion with, you know, ego and pride. 
I was um, jotting down some notes, and one of the things that I had was we feel like it's a sign of weakness, you know, through external peer pressure for not being able to do it on your own. Yeah. Um, I know that. I mean, I feel like it all ties back into your pride and your ego, but, you know, kind of touching on more of a, like, specific thing with um, it being a sign of weakness. You know, a lot of men like to feel strong, and like they, like I said, like they can do it all on their own, and that... I think it's a little bit of a, a sign of immaturity as well, because a man understands that he just can't do it all on his own. You know, there are going to be things that you need help with. And as you get older, you you're more inclined to take that help because you've been through different situations that give you more life experience that tell you, yo, you need help with this specific situation. So, you know, as you get older, you're I feel older men or older mature men are more inclined to receive help. Um, versus, you know, somebody in their their early 20s or even their yeah. early 30s. Yeah, I would agree for sure. I think for me, um, just that's, I feel like that's how we're raised. Like, that's how we're kind of groomed and bred just growing up. Like, you have to show strength in whatever mm-hmm. you do, whether it's in this activity or whatever you do. But I think we take that so far that we lead it almost off the cliff. Like we lead ourselves off the cliff of the point of no return when it comes to that. Right. 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 Yeah. No, it's, um, I feel like a lot of it comes to from reflection. Like how often do people really do life reflection? Like I mean, personally, I do it every three months. Like I do a major reflection every three months to see that where I am now is a fraction of a hair, you know, more forward than where I was, you know, the past three months and just making sure that this quarter is going to be better than the the previous quarter. Even if it's, if I'm, you know, upgrading, you know, mentally or emotionally, you know, spiritually, whatever the case may be, I have to make Mm -hmm. some type of, you know, step forward. Um, Yeah. Just some type of, some type of progress to make sure that what I've been doing for the last quarter has been, you know, something worthwhile or actually worth it, you know, as, as far as just not doing anything and not progressing and just kind of staying stagnant with life and not really accomplishing anything. What keeps you motivated to reflect back? Is it is it more so driven by you? Is it more so driven by um, outside influences? What keeps you always persisting, if you will? You know, before it used to be like more so external factors that motivated me. And then as I started going through life more and more and started coming into myself a little bit more, I realized that it was just more so um, just self-motivation. Like I have a certain way that I see life and a certain way that I want to live it. And it's just, I can't live it if I'm not striving to be the best version of me every single day or every single week. Cause you know, you do get lapses. You do have to take your breaks cause you can't go, you can't, a a distance runner can't run forever you know even a discipline right. does have to take a break so no matter how much they train yeah no matter yeah. how much you train you have to take a break shark stop swimming you know what i'm saying fish idle in one spot so no matter what it is that you're doing you do have to take a break and recharge and i, I just kind of learned that i have to do these reflections these reflective periods so i can continue to get better because like i said i do have a certain way that i see life being lived by myself and there's no way that I can get there if I remain the same person. So I was just, you know, I can continuously upgrading my mental, my emotional, you know, my spiritual, because everything ties hand in hand. So being able to make sure that it all gets upgraded simultaneously instead of picking and choosing certain spots and then, you know, them being left behind or, or not growing with the other ones. It's like everything has to work in conjunction with each other in order to grow or else it's not going to grow the way you're expecting it to. And so, like I said, I just kept that in mind with every uh, quarter reflection that I did to make sure that I was progressing Mm -hmm. as I got older. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I definitely agree with that. I think for me, I take it on a day-to-day type of a basis Uh just because you never know. God forbid, if you're even going to be able to wake up in the morning, you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You can only be grateful for waking up and then anything after that is kind of just like a a bonus pretty much yeah so i like to do it every day but every quarter that's what i kind of was at once before so i definitely think that being reflective and looking back on not even just mistakes but just on the good times as well and just experiencing those moments and feeling those feeling those moments fully and appreciating them it gives you more gives you more gratitude so that you can have more of those in the future. So you can actually push yourself to have more of those down the line. Would you agree Mm -hmm. with that? 
Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, one thing I also, t- how did you come into your awareness of that period that you needed to reflect? Mm-hmm. I would say for me, it came kind of in a, it's kind of been creeping up on me in my adulthood. So I would say once I got reconnected back with my father, once I got reconnected with like my siblings, um, getting into the workforce, it kind of just all kind of molded itself to make me begin to reflect back on certain things that made me who I am or make me think certain ways that I think. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So it's just all the pieces coming together right when the time was right for it to do so. Yeah, pretty much divine timing. Like it just all fell in my lap and just all kind of fit so organically, if you will. Would you say that a lot of men maybe get influenced by exterior you know external sources to the point where they feel almost like weak or almost feel like um emasculated because they want help and they seek help do you feel like that's an issue that we as men experience yeah honestly i do especially when it comes to like emotional support because a lot of people always (laughs) want black men to share their emotions and express how they feel and you know, sometimes when it gets done, now the man's sensitive or now he's nagging or now it's it's not taken for what it is, which is somebody's emotions and how they feel and it being OK for them to feel like that. They, they have to feel how they feel. And so I think it's really hard because when, you know, we as men do start to express how we feel and we feel how we feel now, it's a little bit over the top or it's just it's not embraced and a way that will help us express more and learn how to express better. It's expressed in a way that's going to kind of shut us from feeling like that or shy, shy us away from feeling like that more often and, and actually feeling how we feel. Do you feel as though men, once we share such deep-rooted kind of issues or deep-rooted things that we hold so much value to, and we share these things with people that we care about, people that we're getting to know, um, and we get betrayed or we feel slighted or we feel um, like we can't trust this person that we shared or confided into. Do you feel like that is something that we deal with more than maybe women, maybe more than different types of men, maybe even Um, different age groups? I mean, I I would say yes. But it's, it's tough to say, yes, just like, oh, we experience it more because I don't know what others experience. You know, I can only go off of what I go through no. personally. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And through self-experience, I can tell you I go through that personally. And, and it is difficult because, like I said, um, it's not always the reaction that we need in order to further explore these emotions and feelings and, and gain more control over them mm-hmm. um, and understanding of, uh, uh, over them. But. I definitely feel like it does happen a little bit more with me than it would, you know, somebody else that isn't, you know, similar to me. Uh-huh. How do you uh, how do you cope or how do you deal with feeling those emotions of betrayal or mistrust? I mean, I just have to take it into a logical or perspective, because the thing is, if I personally didn't do anything to somebody, then I shouldn't feel, you know, a specific type of way towards right. how they're treating me, because I've learned not to take everything personally. You know, the world doesn't revolve around me, you know, and if I know I didn't do anything and I've been solid, then whatever that is going on for them to project that anger on me is literally just a projection of what's going on within right. onto me. And as long as I understand that, I shouldn't feel some type of way, because I feel like most negative emotions come from a lack of understanding you know yes if you are an adult and Mm -hmm. you get a dui you shouldn't be upset because you knew you understood what you're doing you understood the repercussions but if that was a a newfound law and nobody told you and nobody nobody announced or anything like that and you're driving you get a dui you're like well well, nobody told me like i'm angry now that's an emotion that i'm I'm feeling from a lack of understanding that this is now the new law and I, i shouldn't be doing this so I feel like, like I said, it just it all goes back to a lack of understanding. Um, and, and when you do have that understanding, you you start to view a lot of things differently. And it's right. like you let things roll off your back or um, in one ear and out the other. And it's just like, well, I, I know that has nothing to do with me. So feel how you feel. And I'll actually be here to help you feel how you feel. Mm-hmm. And I'll understand that this isn't being projected onto me. 
I'm just I'm in the crosshairs. And right. now that I know that, I'm not getting hurt in the crosshairs because I'm at a full understanding that I had absolutely nothing to do with this. Right. You don't feel that guilt. You don't feel that that low sense of vibration of just why right. am I feeling this way when I didn't do anything? You know, I've been straightforward. I've been very transparent for the listeners, for the viewers, from your experience, what tips would you provide to maybe men or to women listening that maybe deal or maybe, you know, have somebody that's a male that they don't really know how to express themselves or they don't really know how to share such vital information to make them feel comfortable? What tips or what would you say to those men or maybe even the women listening? Uh, to, to everybody, anybody, I definitely want to say when you do go through those periods of feeling you have to feel them, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, get in tune with how you feel. Like, even if it's not a good feeling, that's okay. If yep. you don't like a feeling, feel it more often so you understand, hey, I don't like this feeling, and anything that puts me in this situation to feel like this, I have to reject from my life. And same get thing on the... On, being on, uncomfortable. Yeah, get comfortable being uncomfortable because the more you learn yourself, everybody can't... You can't buy a car and just expect it to run and just not do the dirty work, take care of it, wash it, clean the inside, oil change, tire change, rotation, brakes, you know, all of that. So, I mean, these bodies are our vehicles and and our brains and how we feel are part of that vehicle. So, if you don't know how to open the trunk, you know, I mean, you can never put anything back there or take anything out. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And like I said, just the more you feel how you feel, because you're definitely that's the only thing we're entitled to is to feel how we feel. Mm -hmm. Um accept it understand where it comes from and you know classify it is this something that you like you don't like you kind of like it uh you like it on tuesdays you know whatever the case may be but definitely i say the very first thing is getting becoming more in tune with yourself and how you feel your emotions and gaining control over your emotions because once you gain control over your emotions everything is seen different Yeah, yeah man you just you just see life so much differently because you're not you're not angry at the person who jumped on the freeway, cut you off, and gave you the finger. You know, you're like, damn, they're in a rush. Yeah. I'm let them go ahead. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to get to where I'm going to get to. Right. But obviously, they really have somewhere that needs to get to. Right. And the only reason why they're flicking me off because they're upset that they're now in a rush or late or missed it or, you know, whatever the case may be. But it has nothing to do with me. And I now have control over my emotion not to get angry, not to get frustrated or pissed off or judgy. You know what I mean? And just understand that it is what it is. This person is in a rush. If they weren't in a rush, they wouldn't be driving fast, cutting me off, you know, whatever. And right. if they're not in a rush, they're just an asshole. And right. I now know the same thing. You don't need to deal with them. Do with me. Yeah. Exactly. You don't need to deal with them in the first place. Uh, for me, having family, having good people around me, great friends, close friends, people that I can trust is important for me to do not only feel what I feel, but know that I have a support system behind me. For maybe people who don't necessarily have that support system, maybe they lost, you know, that special person, maybe it was their father, maybe it was their mother, maybe they don't have that special somebody or people in their lives. What would you say to those people to maybe break out their comfort zone and maybe start trusting more in certain people? What would you say to that or speak upon? Well, I mean, that's tough because I, I've personally had to go through that as well. And it's it's a double-edged sword because yeah. you're going to get hurt in that process of yeah. starting to open up to more people. But if you don't open up to more people, you'll never be able to open up to more people. You know what right. I mean? If that makes sense. So um, you, you're you only going to get as good as you practice. The more you practice opening up, the better you'll get at it. And then you'll get to a point where, you, like I said, you just start to learn yourself more like, Every time I, you know, open up to this type of person or a person who does this or I allow them to do this, I start to feel like this. But you'll never know those feelings. You'll never go through them if you never start to continue to open up to people. Because, I mean, a lot of people think losing somebody or outgrowing somebody or um, not having feelings for somebody or emotions towards somebody dim is a negative thing right and it's, it's, it's definitely not because you know there are reasons seasons and lifetimes when it comes to people that enter your life you know some people go there for a reason and when that reason has been fulfilled it's now time for them to exit your life and you have to understand wow i'm really blessed to have had this person came into my life and taught me this specific lesson mm-hmm. and i'm glad it was this person and now i'm not going to be upset now that they're leaving or that they're departing or we're not going to talk as often because they came in fulfilled their purpose as right. 
I did for them because now I was that student for them to teach and Mm -hmm. give a little bit more experience to somebody else who lacked it. And now I'm that person who doesn't like that specific experience. So Mm -hmm. would you say it's it's hard for you to be consistent tapping into that mindset of always being like, okay, wow, this person came into my life for a reason, for whatever, how long the season was for, for whatever lesson they provided. Do you find yourself having trouble staying in that frame of mind of, okay, this person came into my life for a reason. I can't really be upset about how it ended, but I can appreciate the person when they were here. Is it hard for you to stay in that mindset, in that you know that kind of mind space in that realm. Yeah. yeah, in the beginning it was. In the beginning it was tough because you you then once you're in the state of awareness, you then start to meet really amazing people, and then it's just like, yo, this person's dope. You know, yeah. I, I I couldn't imagine doing stuff without him, or yo, this is my dog. You know what I mean? Like we to the, we to the top with it, and then they're they've served their purpose, and then it's like, damn, like. It would have been great to have them along, but I understand that mm-hmm. the only reason why they're not departing is because now I'm going to get somebody who actually may be even better, you know, right. a little bit better. And it's just always having that state of awareness and that positive attitude behind it, because if you're now thinking, oh, damn, I, I done lost this person and nobody's ever going to be better than them, then that's exactly what you're going to get, because you just you just said it, you just confirmed it. You know what I mean? Right. So and it's I, I personally take a logic, a very, very logical look on yeah on everything and it's just i have it's the only thing that keeps me sane because (laughs) man just just the other day i was um i was driving a truck and then uh the the one of the moving trucks and the bottom of the big mirror uh it came off and so the oh no mirror was just floating (laughs) in the wind yeah and i'm just like i could have been like damn like my life's so hard like i almost crashed right. on the freeway but it's more like a man like that was crazy but i survived and i'm good you know nobody right. got hurt and everything so it's just like you know our, it's how you just take what standpoint you take on things what perspective you have so just getting in tune with being aware is a huge thing i feel like personally that's what helped me got it i definitely agree with that wholeheartedly thousand percent um in dealing with some one that you're talking to in a relationship, maybe even somebody that you're just getting to know or trying to pursue, what is harder for you as a man? Is it dealing with your ego and putting that to the side so that the relationship can work or whatever is going on can work? Or is it more so dealing with their ego and all the things that they bring to the table? What's harder for you as a man and what would you say? So right now, at this point, I say it's more so um, the person, the other person's ego, because I feel more so that I've kind of taken my ego and put it to the side as well as my pride. And I understand mm-hmm. that if I'm wrong, it's OK to be wrong. You know, yeah. what I mean, I just want to learn from it, you know, right. and not taking everything personal. One thing I noticed that people do take things personally, you know, so very. So, <laughs> yeah. So trying to, you know, if somebody that I'm, I'm talking to or that I'm interested in is one of those people who kind of takes things personally, trying to under, get them to understand like, hey, you know, if I feel this way or if I do this or if I do that and it makes you feel uncomfortable or, or you know, it makes you feel some type of way, please let me know so we can talk about it and I can explain to you like I had no malice intent behind it. You know, this is just, you know, probably something I need to work on. It's just how I am or I just mm-hmm. I talk like this because I'm from here, you know, whatever the case may be. But um, it's more so kind of making sure that we're on the same page mm-hmm. more so or even on the, in reading the same book you know more so because it's hard to find somebody who's on the exact, exact same page, same page. yeah yes, but, if, <laughs> yeah, but if, if we read the same book then you know i can catch up or, or you know we can meet on the same page and then continue reading you know line for line there and then you know finish it together but it's just hard finding somebody who's reading the same book and and understands why you're reading the same book and just on, like I said, just kind of on the same page, but more so in the same area of vicinity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely agree to that. I would say for me, putting my ego to the side is easier than having to deal with what other people bring. Kind of mm-hmm. like what you said. Um, 
in regards to dealing with a significant other or being in a relationship, would you say that it's easier for you to meet somebody who's kind of already on the same page as you? Or is it easier for you to kind of mold and kind of like shape somebody to understand and communicate the way you need to be communicated to, the way you need to be loved? What would you say is more easier for you? I mean, neither are easy because I have an opinion about it. Like, it's, re- it's really hard to find somebody, like I said, on the same page. Like, that's dilemma number one. And then dilemma number two with me is I feel like um, I shouldn't be trying to mold somebody. You know, I'm going to accept this person, you know, how they come. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And if they start to make the decision, like, oh, I want to do this, and they start, you know, conforming to want to do things that are more like-minded like myself, you know, I that's not me molding them or me controlling it. You know, that's them. That's me kind of inspiring them or motivating them, which I feel is, you know, that's okay. That's acceptable. But I, I don't think that someone should try to change somebody else, even if it's to level them up, like let them level up when they're ready to level up. You know mm. what I mean? Cause then it can become overwhelming. Then they're, they're put off from, and then they don't have the confidence and feel like they can do it. And now they're, now they're playing catch up and now they feel they'll never be good enough or whatever, or whatever the case may be, which is mm. why, I'm not going to tamper with that. You know, you're going to come when you're good and ready. And then when you are ready, you have to show that you're ready. You know what I mean? So if you get those opportunities to become better, you can't shy away from those, no matter how hard those opportunities may be. But um, I, I don't feel like it's easy for either one because it's just... Both are challenging their own type of form. Man, yeah. Right. Especially with, with the, the times that we live in now, the generation with the things that people hold valuable, man. It's, it's just tough because... I was one of those, I found out that I recently found out that I was one of those people who held my value in the wrong things as far as like what I deemed as successful. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't until recently that I, I decided that if I do, I will have the super nice things that like the glamorous things, but that's just to gain the experience to see if it's even something that I like just right. because I've never had it before. You know what I mean? Right. But it's not something that I'm like every day I'm a, I'm a grind so I can get the mink and the rose and the, you know, all of that. But it's just like, it's a different facet of life that I haven't experienced and it's something that I want to experience. But at the end of the day, after I do go through that experience, I am going to revert back to, you know, just me being, you know, the homie me. Mm-hmm. So it's, mm-hmm. yeah. What, would, what advice would you give to men and women? Because I feel like as humans, that's just how we naturally are. We can, especially living in today's times, we place our value in things that don't really appreciate or back i mean we put in maybe 100 percent and sometimes we only get 50 percent back like what what would you say to people who are tired of putting in so much effort into something and don't get that return back on their energy or their investment um i mean the biggest thing is to make sure that you figure out what refills your own cup because the thing is to those people who are always giving giving and giving and may may not be getting anything in return don't stop because that's what you do you know what i mean like i'm i feel like i'm one of those people i'll, I'll give and give and give and it wasn't until recently that i i found out that i i do need to take a break from the marathon you know like yep. walk a little bit i don't have to stop but yep. i do have to walk because i can't run the whole thing and figuring out what fills my own cup because i got to a point where i would just give and give and give and i wasn't refilling myself and then Training yourself I was just getting drained, and then I'm like, right. now motherfucker asking me something. I'm just like, <laughs> look, man, you know, give me, give me a second because you know, I just, I gotta pour into me and I gotta water myself. And it was, yeah. like I said, it, it kind of all clicked for me. It clicked. I read uh, Three Magic Words by U.S. Anderson, and it just Great clicked book. for me. Everybody, go get that book. Go cop that book, U.S. <laughs> Anderson. Cop that book, please. But yeah, just making sure um, that I stayed on schedule, and I just started realizing that I became the more I started to kind of figure out myself, I became the observer and started observing myself and uh, in, in things that I was doing kind of like a video game. And it's really weird. Like um, if we're playing Grand Theft Auto, realizing that you're Corbin playing CJ, not CJ. And it's just it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, you know, when the video game don't know it's a video game, we know we're playing the game. And I, I, be, I became the player instead of the character. And um, I mean, it kind of back to the ego. I mean, you're yeah. that 
is that other player that you tap into every now and then just so you can be this certain type of character to just live right. out and just roam. But that's not your true essence or your true self. Right. That's not who you are, exactly. Exactly. And it's, it's, it's hard to come into a realization of that. Um, like I said, for me, it was just getting slapped in the face by myself too many times. I was just like, how, how I got to stop taking these L's or, mm-hmm. you know, not or not L's, but setbacks. Like, I, I, I'm i hitting a, a speed bump every other every other turn, <laughs> so I got to figure out, you know, what's the road that got less speed bumps? I still want the speed bumps. I just don't want as many, you know what I mean? Right, you're still willing to take the road less travel, but you right. know, make it a little bit more cushy, make it a little bit more comfortable on yeah. yourself, so you're not having to take so many L's. Which, right? Somebody told me this the other day that you know, taking L's isn't a bad thing because an L represents a lesson. And going right. back to the point of what you said earlier, lessons are just here for us to just learn and experience. So, I feel like us taking our lessons, us taking our L's, we need those. We need those yeah. as driving forces to kind of get the gears rolling. You know. So let I mean? me ask you this. To somebody who isn't used to taking L's, and mm-hmm. how do you get somebody to understand that taking taking an L is something that you want to do? And then get them accustomed Man. to taking L's. It's just a change of mindset. It's kind of like when somebody asked me, um, you know, I want to change my diet, but I don't really know where to start. Well, it's like, okay, well, what do you consume on a day-to-day basis? Like, where's your head at? How stressed are you? Like, what's going on in your world on a day-to-day that you need to purge and let go of? So I think being <clears throat> being self-reflective and mm-hmm. understanding where you're at is not where you want to be, but it's all a journey, and you have to take that path to get to this point of where you want to be. I think... I think people overlook the journey so that they can overcome those L's, so that they can overcome those losses, if you will, so that they right. can get to the win. Not um, understanding that it's a part of the journey. It's just part of the game. It's just part of the game, part of the journey, and part of the plan. I mean, you know, depending on your religion, depending on your spiritual background, I believe, me personally, that God doesn't make mistakes and that God puts you in certain, you know, places to meet certain people at the right time all the time so i think it's a coincidence that maybe you experienced this one thing that you didn't want to experience and you're just going through it i just think it's the plan for you to get to that next level or for you to get to the end point of your journey second segment love at first sight Second segment, love at first sight. This is one of my favorites, man. It's a very controversial. I feel like it's a very controversial. I just um, conversation with somebody, <laughs> especially when it comes to men and women, because I feel like a lot more women believe in love at first sight than men do. Oh, man. <laughs> what, oh what do you goodness. think? Go ahead, and touch on it. Touch on it. Me personally, I don't think it's love at first sight. Um, uh-huh. I think it's infatuation. I think uh-huh. it's definitely a mixture of lust in there like let's just keep it real i think most people we go off of the physical we don't know that person yet we don't know where they come from we don't even know their name until we you know until we approach them and have a conversation but until then i think it's really just all what you project on them like oh man like she's beautiful oh man he's handsome like i just think it's those projections those things that you tell yourself to you know create this idea of who they are which could be completely opposite of who they really are as a person so right. i don't believe it's real i think it's all <laughs> me personally no I, I agree with you the most because whenever somebody asks me if I, i'm like hell no because <laughs> the thing and then they always ask well what about the people who stay together forever blah blah and i'm just like okay well what do you love true and, and it's just like Oh, I love the way they look. Okay, well, yeah, that's not that's not love at first sight. That's more lust at first sight. Exactly. You know what I mean? That's yep. more curiosity at first sight. That's more infatuation. That's that's not love because you don't know anything about them to love. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of people get caught up with like their own personal agendas. You know what I mean? Because there's a lot of times where you'll see somebody and they're just like, "Man, I want that person. I'm gonna have that person." Yep. But that person ain't even good for you. But you're just mm-hmm. like. This, this is what I want. I got to figure out for myself. So, I mean, I, I feel like that has a lot to do with it as well as having, you know, 
your own agenda or, or people having their own agenda. But man, yeah, no, love that first sight because you don't you don't know what you're getting yourself into. You don't know anything about them, and you don't know what you love about them. Yeah, they don't treat you any kind of way because you've never had an interaction. Exactly. I, there was a saying I came across. I think it was somebody wrote it on like just as a little quote on Insta that I saw, and it said um, it was a woman who posted it, and she said, "If you see an attractive woman, don't bother her. Just appreciate from afar." Yeah. And I thought about that and I was like, okay, I can understand that because you, you just like how you said, you don't know if that person is good for you. You don't know if you're yeah. compatible with that person until you actually approach them. So I figure out. I feel like you should at least attempt to fail or attempt to succeed, but at least make the attempt if you think, you know, this is right. what you want. Because right. I, I feel like a lot of men nowadays still don't necessarily know what they want. I mean, I, th- I think I feel like the meaning of love, love has lost its meaning in the first place. Yeah. Because like I said, just what we hold value in nowadays. You know what I mean? Like, you'll see stuff on Instagram where you know, dudes buy, do buy his girls a car, or do a guy buy his woman a car, and it's it's not a drop or it's not a it's not a foreign and it's just you know a honda civic but it's just like damn like my man just bought his woman a car you know it's just you know what some people hold their value and so i just feel like it's been lost in translation over yeah. newer times you know emerging mm-hmm. and it's yeah. tough to you know find people who you know have the same meaning of love as you do yeah and i think you know just going back to you see somebody that you're physically attracted to. That's just human nature. I mean. Like I said, just the thrill of just chilling is gone. Like, cause you, you, you have people who just don't understand the process. You know, I, oh, I don't want to have to tell somebody all about me. I'm sick of you know starting over. <laughs> but it's just like, man, like, what do you, what do you expect? So then they see somebody that they they like physically. Oh, I like their smile, their hair, their this, their that, their height, and they're just like, all right. Then you just you're skipping steps now, and then it's like, damn, you look good. Well, have you have you gone through any childhood trauma? And it's exactly. like, damn, like, what? How about you know? Can we eat together? You know what I'm saying? Can we laugh together? Can we chill? Can we hang out before you know we start diving in? Because if I don't even like being around you on a regular basis, why would I let you inside? You know what I mean? So I feel like a lot of people just skip steps in dating, and it's completely lost its meaning as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dating. I mean, again, times are not what they used to be compared to our parents, our grandparents, definitely not our great grandparents. Um, I just think we, as you said, just going back to that original point, we hold things, we hold things in value that probably shouldn't be there. And we don't hold a lot of things sacred anymore. Like when you give somebody your time, that one thing you don't get back, come on, come on. People don't understand how to respect time nowadays. Not at all. If I give you my time and I genuinely am interested in you and I genuinely want to, you know, build something with you, whether it's a friendship first and then maybe something on top of that, I think people don't really hold that sacred. They just, maybe because we live in a society now where we can just all waste time, but I don't know. I don't know. It's, Tell me. It just it just goes back to finding somebody that's reading that same book and understands that time is nothing to waste. You right. know what I mean? And and it's it's also with finding somebody who moves with purpose. You know what I mean? Like has a purpose for what they're doing and, and why they're doing it and when they're going to do it and excuse me how they're going to do it and just having an actual plan because excuse me so often we meet people who are who are moving. But they're just moving, you know. They're not moving forward. They just moving, you know, sideways, backwards, kayak. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just like they don't know why they're moving. They just moving, and it's just like I said, hard to find somebody who knows what they want, why they want it, how they want it, or if they don't know, they're working on figuring it out. Right. For the men at home, for the women that are listening, just anybody in general. What has worked for you um, when approaching somebody that you like and dating or even just creating a friendship? What has worked for you? Just being honest, man. Just being honest. And then just setting the tone because, 
a lot like a lot of people just don't know how to be honest and set the tone and be like, you know, this is what I want, this is what I'm here for. Mm-hmm. And the second thing would be for me specifically, friend zoning everybody. <laughs> Why do you say that? <laughs> friend zoning everybody. We're starting off in the friend zone because Oh man. For, for me specifically, I've I've Do they I've, know they're in the friend zone? Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> we're, we're just I'm gonna let you know we're just friends, but I mean, that's for for me. That's a good thing that you want to hear because it means that I'm actually interested in getting to know you. Yeah, I agree. With you that. know what I mean? Versus, you know, doing what we do. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. So it's just, it's more so a major friend zoning of the person to make sure that we can be friends. Because if we can't, let's say for example, you're, um, I'm going to be approaching my 30s soon. You know what I mean? Like I'm, a, I'm getting, I'm getting older. And so now I'm thinking, hmm, I, I want to start um, my uh, my empire, my legacy, my kingdom, you know, whatever it is that I want to start. And I want to have somebody. I want to start a family. Now I'm now looking, to, I'm dating for marriage. And I'm thinking, okay, sex is great. Cool. We ain't going to be having sex more than <laughs> six, six, seven hours a day. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, yeah, right. You know what I mean? So we can do it for, you know, 10 hours. We still got another, you know, 14 hours left in the day. Exactly. So what are we gonna do for them other fourteen hours that we living together? Gotcha. I gotta make sure that your snoring not gonna bother me, that you can cook, that you can, that you understand that shit need to be clean. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like courtesy. Are you gonna play music while I'm sleep? You know, and I, I've been up all night, or vice versa. Um, finding somebody who understands you to actually understand you. You know what I mean? Like find out what you like, what you don't like, and your habits, your tendencies, your characteristics. So. Um, yeah, man, it, it's it's just, it's tough. I treat people how I expect to be treated, you know what I mean? Right. And so if I'm doing it, I can't be upset that you're doing it. And yeah, it's just, it's just the law of reciprocity. So it's just, if it's something that I don't like and I'm doing it, and then she start doing it, I still, at the end of the day, I can't be mad. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Because again, I'm at an understanding of what I'm doing. I don't like it. And if this person do it, I ain't going to like it. And if to get yeah. done, hey. You know, I understand. So it's just, it is tough, but I say crack on, you know, to to the women out there that do have options because, you know, for those that don't want to put all their eggs in one basket, Mm -hmm. there's, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. That's what dating is all about, figuring out who you want to be with. And if you, you know, close off, you know, any other avenues or potential things that you may have thrived upon, you know, you never know. You're just, you're, you're hindering yourself. Right. So it's just, why would you do that? I was going to say, um, for me, when getting to know a young lady or getting to know someone, kind of like you, I like to create that direction so there's some sort of reciprocation between both parties, but right. set the tone so that they know, hey, um, this is where I'm at in my life, where are you at in your life, and we can have that conversation and communication amongst each other. So you know that I'm dating, and I know that you're dating, but setting the tone, because if I really, excuse me, if I really am interested beyond just the physical of that person, if after the first conversation, after the first date, um, they're just a dope human being, and right. I want to pursue that, I'm going to let that person know and set the tone even more so from then on out. Um, right. I think it's all about honesty, transparency, and definitely setting the tone so that men and women know where they stand with you. I feel like a lot of people don't know where they stand. They're just left in this gray kind of funk. Um, the more honest you keep it, the easier it is for people the to just their lives. Yeah. And understand what they're getting themselves into. And I feel like giving somebody the choice to actually deal with you you after being honest. Because we got guys out there who just love to be the player. You know, love to have a whole bunch of women. And And just want the attention. Yeah. But it's also, someone get it by lying. You know what I mean? It's just, I feel like if you're really that person, you don't need to lie. You know what I mean? And they'll they'll, they'll fuck with you to, to actually... For you, you know what I mean? And a lot of people don't give that other person the chance to fuck with you because that's what they actually want to do. They're fucking with you because you've painted this picture and you've made this facade of yourself that's not actually true. And and, 
And it ties back into the ego and the pride. It's just like, I got to be the man and I got to do this. And it's just like, nah, like if you are the man, you know, you're, you will shine. Mm. And, you know, that that's what a person will, will stick with. Right. What would you say to the men who maybe have a hard time facing themselves and they create this facade, create this character so that maybe this girl will like them? What would you say to those men who have issues with, you know, staying in true essence of who they are and not dealing with their egos so much? I, w- I would say the hell with what everybody else thinks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, they're only doing that and switching up because they think is what the person going to like. But you got to think about it. What if they don't like that? You and what if they like the original? Yeah. Now, now you fucked because you couldn't be yourself. And then you tell, oh, well, I wasn't being myself. Now you've lost even more credibility because you started out lying. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, just be yourself and don't care what anybody thinks. Because at the end of the day, if they're going to fuck with you, they're going to fuck with you for who you are. And then on the flip side, if they do start fucking with the person that you've shown them that you are, and you're not that person, when you start... Eventually, your real self will wear out. It will come out. And truth, truth will come eventually, to light. <laughs> exactly. What's done in the dark always gets light, and then that, they're going to eventually see, well, this person isn't who I thought they were, and they're not. Then they go on anyway. So it's just like now, now you got a, a a bad reputation, and now you have zero credibility, and now it comes back to to excuse me to bite you in the butt later on. Mm-hmm. You know. So I mean, I always think that it's important to just be yourself you know what i mean and if they message you for who you are that's great and if they don't then it's mostly their loss and when you start to see it like that you don't you don't really care who comes in and out of your life because you know that you're an awesome person you know what i mean and mm-hmm. you're here to bless other people's lives you know what i mean so but what about the men that are just so fixated they're just so stuck in their mind that they're the what, what's called a beta a beta man where they just are so insecure in their uh-huh. manhood. They just don't know who they are. They're still growing as an individual, but they just don't have strong belief in themselves. They don't really know how great of a human being they are. What would you say to those men who really lack a lot of uh, confidence, if you will, in their manhood? Um, To be honest with you, it's not really much more to say to them because that's something that's that's a journey that they have to take on their own because I can I can talk to them blue in the face. But if they're fixated on I'm this way and that's how it is, there's nothing else that I can say. You know, what I mean, so it's it's more so of them trying to believe what they say in a positive way about themselves, even if they don't believe it, they still got to say it. The more you start to say it, the more you start to hear it, the more you start to hear it, the more you start to believe it. You know what I mean? So that that that's the only advice I can say is just mm-hmm. believe it even believe it even when you don't believe it. Right. Stay true to yourself. Yeah, because at the end of the day, somebody's gonna want you for you. You only need one. You only need one. You, you know, it's just, a, it's just a numbers game. You only need one, and then you never know who that one is going to be. It may be somebody way better than the one that you wanted or thought you wanted. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's going to be somebody that you needed. You know yep. what I mean? Yeah, I think a lot of people also date for what they want and not what they need. Well, think, yeah, man. For just, you know, giving myself or using myself as an example, I think who I am today <clears throat> and who I would date today is not who I would be dating uh, when I'm 17. You, know, you grow right. you change as an individual. So what you need and your needs become different as you progress, as you become older, as you, you know, you start to experience and taste life for what it is and what you want your life to be. You have to figure out what your needs are and kind of create a foundation so when you date, you date with purpose, not just right. out here just dating for no reason. Really, just if you are gonna date, experiencing you know, less hurt, to just spend that time to just work on you. The pain what is, what has been successful for you in the dating world? Relationship traumas, experiencing the traumas that I've dealt with. Maybe that's either has to do with family or maybe just myself as an individual, and really just being comfortable. Kind of like how you said earlier, just being comfortable, being uncomfortable, um, so that Malik knows who Malik is when he walks out the door and meets so-and-so for maybe a date and they can be comfortable um, presenting this version of Malik and being confident in it. So I think 
it all starts with knowing yourself first. That's the right. first step. Knowing yourself and being comfortable in that space so that, you know, you take a thousand shots, you only need one so that maybe this one wasn't the right one, but at least you know that you didn't create this ego, you didn't paint this picture that somebody is so fixated on and you're creating a whole lie and living a lie, you know? Right. So I right. think being honest with yourself, knowing yourself is number one. Thank you. First of all, thank you, man, for for you know sharing your opinions with me and your thoughts and and, and your feelings. And uh, I appreciate you for allowing me to do the same. And you know, I want to shout out everybody who's listening to, you know, allow us to enter the stream into your frequencies and allow us to you know bless you with our opinions and and whatnot. So I just want to say thank you, brothers. Keep it so. Thank you for creating and coming on this journey with me. I appreciate your energy. I appreciate you taking the time to do this because. You know, we could all be doing something completely different with our time. So thank you for taking the time to do so. Thank you to the listeners. Um, follow us at Passport to Manhood. Follow our socials, uh, YouTube, podcast. We will be on Spotify and on Anchor. Um, so check us out. Stay in tune. We will be posting uh, pretty consistent. And we got so many more yes. topics yes. <laughs> to talk about. <laughs> we got some fire topics that we're gonna that we're gonna oh, talk man. about. Some some very controversial stuff. Not like political, but just about, you know, people's morals, ideals, values, and different things like that. But it is gonna it's gonna be good. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for everybody to hear it. And, you know, we'll get more guests on here and definitely start to interview a whole lot more people and you know, we can kind of all just grow as a community so i'm excited yes, yes. next show is going to be great because we are going to have our first guest and it's it's going to be good so definitely stay tuned yeah stay tuned everybody peace and love thank y'all for uh checking in with us all right everybody with love peace